0: This is a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. Go to allthews.3cr.org.au.
1: Hi, I'm Nate Byrne,
0: your friendly neighbourhood weather presenter. Hoping you're having a fine day. You're listening to
1: 3CR Community Radio, 855am.
0: 3CR, here to stay.
1: I'm Kim Salmon. I'd like to have a quick word about uh, public radio, particularly 3CR. The thing about public radio is that it's more open than the more formatted types of radio to what's going on around it. So when you listen to it, you're more likely to hear a reflection of real life. And 3CR being in the heart of Smith Street, Collingwood, is a particularly good example of what I'm talking about. If you'd like to uh, subscribe... The number is 94198377. You've been listening to the sand. You could never understand. Feel the fortune flowing. It is curious that with the advent of the automobile and the aeroplane, the bicycle is still with us. Perhaps people like the world, where they c- the world they can see from a bike or the air they breathe when they're out on a bike or they like the bicycle's simplicity and the precision which with, with which it is made or because they like the feeling of being able to hurtle through air one minute and saunter through a park the next without leaving clouds of choking exhaust without leaving behind so much as a footstep. That's from GS Let. Push on a pedal, push on a pedal, get your heart started. Push on a pedal, push it down and up again. Push on a pedal, push on a pedal, get your heart started. Push on a pedal, push it down and up again. Get on your bike, sit on the seat. Put your feet on the pedals and ride it all around, ride it all around. Get on your bike, sit on the seat. Put your feet on the pedals and ride it all around, ride it all around. What a perfect introduction to our midwinter laid-back Yarrabug radio show. You're listening to the Yarrabug radio show here on 3 First up, many thanks to Amy Goodman and Democracy Now, always a fascinating look into the heart of America. And for this mid-season show, I'm joined by Faith. Good to see you back again, Faith. Good morning, Val. I think we've both got a touch of the mid-season disorder syndrome, I think.
0: Plumbing the depths (laughs) (laughs) of the uh, deeper winter. Get me out of here, vibe. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I, tr- I know you were trying to be positive, but oh, I thought no. let's not let's not beat around the bush. Yeah, no, yeah. I, 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 once I started to play that intro, I thought, oh no! I just uh, get up and dance. Music it's not <laughs> no, not it's not what not. I had imagined this morning. <laughs> But, um, look, um, good to have you back. We've uh, we missed one week, but that's all. We've got a bit of um, news and a bit of opinion and a bit of flim-flam and a bit of <laughs> froth and a bit of bubble. A bit of whinging. To <laughs> whinging. yes, actually. I hadn't thought of whinging, but I can introduce a bit of that um, to our usual talk fest on bicycles. Um, oh, it's been... Um, up and down, I mean, the weather's got nothing to do with riding a bike. Every day is a great day to ride a bike. Um, but we've had some spectacularly um, warm Sundays for a midwinter, which is um, obviously another topic sometimes. That's what's caused it. Um, but it actually has been out and about. It's been, um, I'm finding it uh, getting through this winter. I don't think I've had a, we've had a serious frost yet. So
0: It's been uh, unusually warm. uh, And except for one or two very um, definite, um, what are the words, (laughs) exceptions, Uh, pretty dry. Like, I mean, the one weekend I had planned a bikepacking trip, it did have 40 millimetres of rain in one day and extreme weather warnings. So that was the exception, but... um, yeah, other than that it's uh it's been really good, which makes it all the more frustrating when you haven't managed to get out and ride as much as you thought you would. Yeah, yeah.
1: Uh, you got a apart from city you know, <laughs> from, have you got a bike moment to share with us?
0: Oh, what have You're I sorry, got a bike moment? So I'll what else I'll say last Thursday, um, bicycle network held a women's community event, and that was the screening of Motherlode at Acme. Oh, ah. Which um, – and I saw Motherload when it first came out a f- couple of years ago, but it was online. Because Remind me again. It's uh, about parenting, particularly mothering, um, cargo bikes and community and how bikes have changed the world in the past and how cargo bikes might – go on to do so again um it's very american yeah um but still has some great moments and and it's just one of those films that people leave feeling like they've seen something new seen i been uplifted seen ideas they weren't aware of even though it covers you know the you know, the bad news like climate change and, and the the way childhood has changed and uh, especially in America. And um, But it, it's a great film, but I saw it online during COVID. So yeah. um, seeing it in a cinema with 300 other people, it was a, a really good um, community vibe, a good event. Some uh, panel speakers, including one of our favourite guests, Charlie Farron. Oh, yeah. So, um and Dr. Lauren Pearson who's also yep. been here. Uh the new director of transport who had been in the job two weeks and <laughs> got given a couple of curly questions. But um
1: This is from the Victorian state government.
0: Yes. Yep. So uh yeah, it was um a really good um and probably the last time actually I did really ride my bike anywhere as it was just before i became sick with this cold but yeah. um yeah that was a great uh good to see some real community events yeah from bicycle network not that they haven't done them before but this had a really nice feeling to it
1: um, and just on that point i mean um look i'm i've got to say uh i don't um Keep in touch with Bicycle Network all that much, but obviously every now and then have a flip. I was, um, well, given their history over the last 20 years, I was um, pleasantly surprised to see a promo for Critical Mass on the Bicycle Network's webpage.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, that's a. Uh, it's, you know, I, I guess if you're saying, um, has Bicycle Network changed in the last year, um, maybe the changes appear subtle, but they're maybe quite significant in shift. Like that promoting um, a critical mass ride was, uh, you know, getting back in touch with grassroots and uh, not being afraid to...
1: Open it up. Yeah, yeah.
0: So, and I know certainly um, as being on the community of a bicycle user group, you know, We've probably had more interaction and support from Bicycle Network in the last twelve months than in the previous twelve years.
1: So, oh, no, and look, and yeah. what you're talking about, mother load—that's a—that's a nice change as well. That's getting away from the you know ride the three peaks, do this, do that, you know, endurance cycling and all that stuff. That's a much more uh, community focused. And actually, like you say, grassroots level and dealing with practicalities. You know how do we, you know, either make schools, you know, more amenable to cargo bikes and all those sort of stuff. Uh, well, how did the Victoria the government of uh, Point E react to some of the?
0: Oh, uh, look, that you know. As I said, she'd only been in the job two weeks. Yeah, um, and it was very clear in her position she couldn't really say much the answers were sort of fluffy filler. But, um, you know, it yeah. was – and and there wasn't much more she could do it's in safe. that position, yeah. you know. Um, but, uh, yeah, it was uh, – Oh, well, look, it's – so good a run- questions.
1: I think, I mean, you know, in our interview with Alison, and, I mean, she wasn't in the job for very long before we interviewed her, now, I'm, I think it is a significant change. Obviously, she's got to take baby steps, but um, that's culturally, though, I think that's a big change, actually.
0: Well, it makes you realise how much things have become ingrained and how slow it can be to really shift that sort of, turn that ship. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I have people that say to me, oh, well, it's still all about their events, but it's it's their events that fund advocacy their staff. Agency. yeah. And... I don't think you can make radical changes to your events overnight. You you have to build on what yeah. you've got and um, really build that to yeah. be able to get make sure you have that funding. Um, but, you know, she talked to us about getting corporate sponsors on board. Well, the, the Women's Community Night was funded by a corporate sponsor. And, yeah, um, yeah there's obviously a lot to do. Yeah. Um, but... Certainly that idea that you get back in touch with grassroots cycling a bit more has... um...
1: Yeah. And look, um, you know, um, coincidentally, this came up. uh, I was at a bike event, uh, a lovely happy 15th birthday party for commuter cycles. And obviously people talk about bicycles and all this sort of stuff. And it's interesting, this came up in a discussion and I realised I've been part of this as well, in that there are a lot of people who I've been involved with over those 20 years, especially with critical mass or any sort of activism, have just put the pen through Bicycle Network hmm. and, um, you know, the whole uh, this... I mean, I could tell on Saturday night, there are a few people, I don't think you could actually ever bring them round and say, look, this place is slowly changing. And I think two out of the three people were talking about it, both bring up the corporate sponsorship you know so there's there's always been that misunderstanding about an activist role and actually how you go about it and I think on on both sides of the fence there's a lot of people can get in stuck positions
0: yeah definitely you know? and it's it is that discussion, like, how do you fund that sort of an organisation? You yeah. can look around the world and see different examples. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I think um, you have to work with what you've got. The idea that you could throw it all up in the air and start from scratch is, it's I think, not, a bit nah, unrealistic. It is, yeah. And, um yeah. And uh, look,
1: they've got to – we know uh, with all these things, you build up a structure over the years. You're right. You just can't pull the foundation out and say, let's start again. But obviously, they're trying to move. Yeah. And, uh, you know, without, you know, giving unwanted advice to people, (laughs) sometimes you've got to acknowledge that people can change and actually there are people who desperately want to change those sort of things, you know. I we speak a little bit, Dad?
0: <laughs> How on earth we get onto this? <laughs> oh, no. It's, look, I'm, I'm
1: thinking, and I'll bring it up in a news item later, actually. We're becoming so stuck in our um, ideas on our things either way, and we become so polarised, we actually don't listen sometimes or observe what's happening.
0: Yeah, well, so. I think it's it's You've got to keep an open mind and stay a bit flexible and see yeah. the possibilities rather than just yeah. what's not been done the way yeah. you think it should.
1: So to go on to something completely <laughs> different for my bike moment. Um, look, I haven't been riding at night for a long time. Actually, up until Saturday night, I can't think of oh, – uh, well, it's probably six months ago, I think, or of uh, um, of riding at night, riding through the streets of Melbourne at night. So I mean, I must have left Brunswick at about half past nine, quarter to ten. Um, so there's a lovely ride down Sydney Road. I mean, you've got to be careful, but everybody's out and about. Yeah. You can hear music and chatter coming from restaurants, clusters of people at, um, uh, at tram stops and things like that, red light, nice couple in front of me having a little bit of an embrace before the lights turn red. On that Capital City Trail so you don't have to worry about cars anymore. You're just riding along this lovely pace. Not much is happening, but it, everything looks different. Yeah. Everything feels different. Thank God the wind had gone. Then this lovely, the right through Edinburgh Gardens at that time of night, people still in the skate bowl. You know, the lights from uh, uh, Brunswick Street flooding through the park, down through there drop into Abbotsford, round those quiet, deserted streets. I've got to say, that one of the funny things is riding through one of the streets, there's some, either a nightclub or a bar down one of those streets, tiniest streets, three-storey buildings on it. So you've got this real reverb going yep. on. And what was the song they were playing? A Kiss song. <laughs> I was made for loving you. I'm like going, oh, no, don't you dare ruin my night. <laughs> and, it was, you know, it's just – it was. Very, I, I went past it. I go, oh, my God. And so what I started to – you know, by that stage, I'd really appreciate it. I'd just dialed it back. It wasn't a matter of riding home. It was just a matter of enjoying. Yeah. The, my, the same route I take a lot of the times – but in a completely different environment and yep. changed completely. Yeah. Um, then on to the Bridge Road, and then as a highlight of the evening, the uh, Victoria Police having a booze bus on Bridge Road <laughs> and, and getting pulled over to get breathalyzed. It just topped off the whole ride. It was very funny. That's <laughs> um
0: <laughs> one of the best things <laughs> night riding. I won't say it's cause, uh, underrated because underrated because anyone who does it, yeah. Appreciates it. Yeah. But I think um, a lot of people don't realize just how lovely it is. It's that really, yeah. it's magical. And you're right. Yeah. It transforms that route into something else entirely. At yeah. Time.
1: And, you know, as soon as you, sw- <coughs> you know, there's that whole thing of sometimes riding the work, you're, hammer- you're not hammering, but you've got, you're focused on you're a focused, goal. Yeah. And sometimes, you know, if we're just talking about commuting, riding home from work, you're, Really probably a little bit tired from the whole day, and so you' you're probably not much engaged in the right, but uh, this was just as soon as you just sit up. Lower the heart rate a bit yeah. Bring the cadence down and enjoy it i just like the, the breathalyzer at the end just, <laughs> And the Kiss song Just turned it into, turned
0: it into something else 180 degrees God, oh, God!
1: Oh, God oh, I just had this awful vision of Kiss It was terrible We're going to be back After this little brief note About second chance cycles <laughs> Yarrabug would like to thank our sponsor, Vacro's Second Chance Cycles, for their financial support. Second Chance Cycles is a fantastic community workshop that recycles bikes, trains people in bike mechanics, and sells bikes to the local community. If you have a healthcare card, they'll give you a bike free of charge. To find out more, search for Vacro online or drop into the underground car park, Harmsworth Street, Collingwood, any Tuesday or Thursday. I'm a vomit, me and wine. I-
0: and you're back listening to the Yarrabug Radio Show with Faith and Val. This is our deep winter whinge show, although we haven't done much whinging yet. We've got. No, no, we no it. we're celebrating. Come turning.
1: on. We walked, we walked in here a little bit under a cloud, and now yes. we're on the sunny side now of the street.
0: The <laughs> positive side. Um, what was I going to say? The one thing I really want to mention before we get caught up in something else we weren't planning to do yeah. <laughs> is um, – Dirty Deed Cyclocross Us, is yes. coming up this weekend, cool. um, so that's always it's an ex- oops, sorry, uh, a fun day out. Um, let me see <laughs> how I can. <laughs> um, I have. We've to... got a
1: location. Are they? St- yeah, or, yep. at
0: Brunswick Velodrome. Oh, cool! I, yeah, great. So it's you yep. know
1: accessible. Yep,
0: for everyone. Yep. And, uh This Sunday 30th, Um, one notable thing is that uh, a week or just over a week ago, the UCI banned trans athletes from taking part in uh, women's competition. Um, At Dirty Deeds, trans riders are welcome and you ride in the category that reaffirms who you are. So that's a really um, important point to make. The other thing is that... um, If you want to ride in the open category, uh, so that, and there's a reasonable chance if you are riding in the open category, you, you might not have a license to ride, um, that because that license has a cost associated with it for the one day license, um, they have dropped the price of the open category. So you can grab a one day license, um, for a more affordable price and, um, have a go, which – and Sunday's weather looks like one of these perfect winter days um, and it should be really good fun down at Harrison Street Velodrome, Brunswick Velodrome, yep. round five of the 2023 Oz Cycling State Cyclocross Series presented by Brunswick Cycling Club and Dirty Deed Cyclocross. And you'll find all the details and your registration link on their Instagram Dirty Deeds Cyclocross
1: They've had a Great history Dirty Deeds Haven't they Yeah Yeah um, And it's uh, They started At that Location Yep Yep, yep. It's, um,
0: And and you know A great history Of being really Inclusive Yep uh, And fun Yes uh, Like remembering the, the whole Fun In the the Thing And it's a Great uh, Event to go And just hang out And watch
1: Yes Um I've got to say it's one of the few spectator sports that I enjoy because you can get up close and it's a uh, lovely way to spend a Sunday afternoon, actually, and always very funny. Um,
0: and lots of kids' events. Yep. Take the kids along. They can go on balance bikes or they can go on pedal bikes. <laughs> There'll be uh, five bucks to have a go. So um, – and you can stand around in the sunshine with a craft beer. Yep. And – uh Watch the mud. Will there be any mud by the, then? Oh, well, we'll if
1: there isn't any, they'll ship it in.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there has, Dave has been out with a hose in the past. So. There are a couple
1: of <laughs> spots along that trip where there are some deep puddles. Yeah. I remember from past years where it's, uh, you get the congregation of crowds at the worst bits, don't you, sometimes? Yes. Yeah. 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 Uh, look, that's wonderful back there. and not surprising that have they have an open and inclusive policy as far as... This is concerned, which is great to see. A little bit of news. Uh-huh. We'll just rip through a couple of the construction notices. Sure, we will. We'll all be happy to realise <laughs> that they actually have started digging on the south side of Gibbs Street and the south side of Walmer Street bridges. It has actually started. Yeah, whether all finished is <laughs> not another thing, but I've checked them out personally. Both of them, they have both started. They've closed the Yarra Trail, you know, not too far up actually. So that's a good thing. They've only finished on the north side of uh, the Walmart Street Bridge. There, I think they're just putting the surface on that, and they've started on the ramp on the other side and Gibbs Street. Be interesting to see how Gibbs Street comes out. Actually, they've got very little room there. Uh, well,
0: from the pictures, it's an enormous ramp, cantilevered over the river. Yeah, that sort of starts in one spot and finishes a couple of meters from that, but does a fifty-meter loop to get there. Yeah, it's an yeah. engineering marvel, really. I can,
1: you know, yeah. And look, when you look at the physical to- topography of each one, I mean, I looked at it the other week. I mean, apart from actually knowing it uh, very well from walking up and down those stairs over. A, number of years it is uh, it's a major piece of construction mm. yep you know? uh, so anyway, that'll be
0: it for bike infrastructure building in victoria for the next 10 years they will suck we'll, all the budget all we'll hear about is oh but we did we, get we straight did this, uh,
1: after 25 years of actors we finally did something why don't you pat us on the back oh of course we will look a couple of things else um if you ride through Yarra a bit, you'll realise they've been changing a couple of intersections. Um, let's say some t- some of them are on T intersections, some of them are on through intersections. Um, so I'm going to, one of the new ones, or one of the old ones, would be uh, the corner of Johnson Street and Wellington Street. So what they would normally do on some occasions and have a dedicated left hand turn. Um, Lane for the cars on the left bicycle lane and then lane for right turners and straight away what Yara is doing now is shifting that um, left turn in back into the traffic zone and taking up that left hand lane as a bicycle lane and they've now that that one on uh, corner of Johnson and Wellington Street has been there for a while, so it I think it gives a left turn a lot more um, awareness that there are bicycles inside of them, uh, which is good. And, with, of course, with the little green bicycle giving you that little 10-second advantage, it works quite well. So that's now... They've done that on the corner of... um, This is one of these streets in Melbourne that has four different names the longer it goes. (laughs) So if you think when... Uh, Lennox Street, which becomes Nicholson Street, crosses Victoria Street. Quite a busy bike route. So they've done that there now, which uh, is on my route all the time. There, uh, it's a good situation solution to an obvious problem, and. Especially at that one, they've banned uh, cars coming out of Lennox Street and turning right, which were you would, into the bikes. So, look, they're, um, they, they're moving these, what they call, pop-up out ch- pop up changes. So, there's two more. There's one in Coppin Street, in the corner of Coppin and Swan, and Coppin and Bridge Road, I think, will be the next one to get done.
0: And these are... There's some separation from traffic. It's not there, just a painted line.
1: No, there's uh the stick-up bollards. Oh, yep, yep. A couple of the flexible ones. have so five or six of them in that fifteen meters. Yep. Very well delineated. You know, you, you'd have to. I mean, I've seen <laughs> plenty of people drive into them, yep, yep. but it's actually pretty well, pretty yep. well marked. Yeah, and it's look. Uh, they've been up for about a. Ten days or so, and I've been through them about four or five times. They seem to have um, everybody's got a bit more clarity. It's well, it's this.
0: it's at the intersections,
1: yeah. That you, you need you, it.
0: you need yeah. that separation, and and you know what often happens is in those few places we do have separated bike lanes, it's at the intersection that they vanish.
1: That of course, the problem, you know. Yeah. Um,
0: but it's the intersections where the most contentious interactions occur yeah. and where people are under pressure or stressed and uh, are willing to take a chance with a vulnerable road user that yeah. um they shouldn't. So yeah. Well yeah. worth uh trialling. Well and, worth um, fixing
1: up. Yeah. yeah. And I think from uh from our gauge from the Yaris website, they've had some fairly positive feedback on it. So uh I think they're a little bit behind in actually converting a lot more intersections too.
0: A, a really good example of this I saw coming back from the Port Phillip critical mass. Yeah. We rode along South Bank Boulevard heading west and it separated. Yeah. And it was a very busy Friday night, lots yeah. of traffic. Uh, yeah. And then just as you get towards St. Kilda Road, it's just paint. And immediately that happens, all these cars are moving into yeah. the bike lane to try and be the, to make it a bit, a nanosecond quicker to try and get around the left-turn lane, which when we got there, it turned out it was all closed to left turns for cars anyway. But you, you saw as soon as that physical barrier wasn't there, that yeah painted bright green bike lane was, um, useless. was just open slather yeah. for people in cars.
1: I've got to say I did get a visa to go over across the river the other day and actually the change from one side to the other, oh. especially as this... I mean, I can't tell. I mean, I blabber on about these things, but actually, it's like going to a foreign country.
0: I was a bit because I used to go over very regularly, and not so much lately. And then I guess when I do go, I have my routes that I'm comfortable with. And ah, oh, the attitude from drivers was it was a foreign country. It was yeah, not yeah, good, yeah. Not good.
1: That's why you need a visa yes. to go there. <laughs> okay. Anything else you want to add quickly? I think. For- Thing. I'm going to put a, Oh god it's a, you've been listening to the Erica about radio. show now we've got um, half a second. Look I'm going to put a, I'm going to half a I, I'm half going to put minute. up a couple of things on the podcast. Um I always listen to the war on cars but there's actually a good show on um uh is it worth <laughs> worth it to confront drivers which is a really interesting show and look this is in America, and here you can see from the road, uh, Desk came out the other day, where our pedestrian deaths are on the rise, just like in America. And um, a show for economics radio, which people will remember, there are the couple of economists from the University of Chicago, for goodness sake. But there actually did a very good show, Why is the US So Good at Killing pedestrians. It's well worth listening because it gives you a really good overview of how these things can function sometimes and how road laws can actually change these effects.
0: And that is definitely all we have time for today. You're listening to the Arabug Radio Show. Coming up next is... Shebop. You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia.